Welcome to the You and Me podcast, the podcast for real brides looking for real advice. This episode of Wedding Planning Q&A is brought to you by The Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. Today on the show, we are answering your questions for something different, different topics, different scenarios and wedding planning hiccups. Hello, Andy. Hey, Laura. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I love how we start this episode with the same question. Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you? Best and worst of your week. Tell me. Um, where do I... The worst mm. was watching Cecil Hotel. Okay. Yes, we need to talk about The murder thing this. on Netflix. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I, I was thinking something was going to get me last night. It's really bizarre. <laughs> so, so it's about this haunted... Well... I guess it's not haunted. It's haunted in a way that lots of murders and things happen at this one hotel. D- did you watch the the Night Stalker on no. Netflix? No. So you just so told me that, about that. That murderer so stayed at this hotel. Ew. So it okay. just attracted a lot of. Uh, it's you know in this grid of you know downtown LA that's yep. dodgy. Mm. And um, yeah, it's pretty full on. So this um, Chinese woman, young woman, goes missing. Yeah. I won't go anymore. Oh. And she was last seen in the elevator and there's a three-minute clip from the elevator where she's acting really bizarre. So she's clicking all the numbers on the elevator buttons and the doors aren't closing. So, <gasps> And then she keeps standing outside of the elevator and looking down the corridor and then like it seems like she's engaging with someone but you don't. her movements are really bizarre. Oh. And so she starts doing like a four-step square, like in squares. What? And then like steps back into the elevator and then just leaves the elevator and that's the last she was seen. And that's it. She disappears. She disappears. Yep. I can't wait I'm to not gonna see go this. any further than that. But um, I've got like a list on my phone. It's for really all creepy. These. <gasps> so like the, there's heaps of murders at this hotel, mm. like lots of conspiracy theories I love about this. Yes. If so, anyone knows me, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. So yeah, so I like she this. she's mm. and so like these internet sleuths kind of people that are following the case try and work yes. out what had happened to her by you know, playing this video and going there and staying at the hotel and kind of investigating it themselves. Oh, I'm excited. If you liked her, did you say don't fuck with cats? Yes, I did. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Mm. Not like that, but... But yeah, it's that You know, kind it of has people telling the story as well doco. who are just yeah. like these rando, rando There are so many... Um, there, there are so many of those kind of shows out there at the moment. Like mm, there's, I love it. Is it at Nexum, the cult? Oh yeah, I watched. That. I really want to watch that. Oh, that was good. Yeah, yeah that was a bit it. weird. But yeah, with this yeah, Cecil Hotel, like it's really kind of like creepy things mm. happen, and um, yeah, I so just I've got a big list. I really need I couldn't to get sleep onto my last list. night. I love this because I also believe in ghosts. So like mm. a lot of people think that it's quite haunted because it was built so long ago. Oh my gosh. You know, so they're yes. like, there's a, a supernatural thing. Like, why wasn't the elevator shutting? Because as soon as she walked away, the elevator shut the doors. Mm, see, so it suddenly walk, worked as soon as she walked away. But then other people, like, oh, was someone holding like the button keeping the doors open? And then that was the person that murdered her. And that's why she, keep kind of, she kept kind of like ducking out of the elevator really quick and like looking and checking down the corridor. It was weird, creepy. Yes, I can't wait. And then there's all these weird coincidences. Like she visited a bookstore earlier in the day. Okay, get this for weird. That she visited a bookstore earlier that day and the postcode for that bookstore. Yep. If you put it in Google Maps, it takes you to the exact P 
pinpoint of her burial at a <gasps> in Canada. What? Isn't that weird? Weird. So yeah, like the the postcode of the bookstore she visited. Yep. Matches up on Google Maps to and corresponds to, to the, the location the of location her of her burial. Wow. Isn't so she was weird? Canadian in America. Yeah. Interesting. She was Canadian um, yep. touring. Weird. <gasps> yes, weird. But that was just one thing that happened. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Good anyway. one. Okay. So. I shouldn't that have started that because also <laughs> creeped out. Best. What's my best? What's my best? Well, that was the best. Was that the best? Oh, I watched a mass like reunion. That was, that was probably the best. Oh, God. But it was a bit, you know, boring. But I'm looking forward to that starting. Mm. Love a good drama. I know. There's actually a local guy on it this year that, like, is friends with some of my old oh, friends really? that I used to work with. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. And Khan had, like, a thing with... I'm not even going to drop her name. But, yeah, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is he an AFL player? No, he's a uh, guy from down here, like oh, literally okay. down Geelong Way. Mm. Anyway, let's not go there because who knows who listens to What's this. your best and worst? <laughs> um, okay, well, what am I watching at the moment? I'm watching a series called Alone. And oh, yeah, did I get you on that? No, but I feel like we've spoken about it. Oh, yeah, that was yes. good. Yeah, so that's really good about what these people are that are dropped six. So they're in the Arctic. I haven't watched season six. Oh, my God. I've watched okay. season eight or oh. seven. One of the most, yeah, tw- the the most recent one. I think it's season oh, eight I maybe. I love it. Okay. It's so weird. So they drop. So it's reality. T- yeah, it's reality. And they, it's kind of like, I kind of see it like it's a cross between Survivor, which I'm like obsessed with and I love, and like Bear Grylls. Or I'm a celebrity, but like way, way worse. But way, way worse. But they're alone. So they drop them, they pick a country and then they scout whether or not they can like literally survive there. Is there a food source? Is there shelter? Is there a tree? Blah, blah, blah. And they drop 10 people around this country and then that's it. And they leave them with camera equipment and and they've got to survive. Ten survival items. So that might be like a knife or a tarp or a fishnet. Yeah, yeah. But so they, it's, it's brutal. Like they kill porcupines and like you watch them skin it brutal. and eat it. And then yeah. um, like a guy kills like a mosquot, which is like this huge, like it literally looks like a prehistoric kind of cow thing Yuck. with like big horns. Mm. And he kills this mosquot and like you watch him like carve it up and then he carries like yeah. its bones and yeah. See, on puts the episode all its meat last in a night, skin and slowly eats it over gross. like 30 days. Gross. But it's last so good. night, this guy shot a bow and arrow, like literally, we shouldn't talk about this, literally through the head of a squirrel. And I'm a vegetarian, so like showing that shit, I'm like, yeah, it's weird. It's <laughs> fucking gross. But <laughs> and, like, there's moral bears of the story and wolverines. Is, yes. And, oh my um, God. It's like, really cool. And Bobcats also, they and don't have a camera crew. No, so, so it's filming them. It themselves. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love it. Mm. Get onto it. So, Alone is yes. on Netflix. It's, yeah. Oh, is it on Netflix? Yeah. But it's it only on sees SBS. Seven and eight. Oh, well, there you go. One to six is on SBS On Demand. Anyway, I'm up to season six. They're in the Arctic. They're watching the Northern Lights. It's fucking cool. It snows on day four. I don't know what I'd do. I feel like it would be amazing, but I think I'd yeah, probably well, die in the in first three like days. Season eight, the girl gets like frostbite. Yeah, and the two women oh. end up like nearly lasting a hundred days. And oh mind God, you, if they last a hundred days, they get a million dollars. Yes, which is yeah. incredible. But that it was two girls and a male, <gasps> and yeah, the females are just okay, like don't, amazing. Don't Sorry, say anymore. I should say, say anymore. Don't All right, let's anyway, get started. We're okay, let's about get wedding started. Stuff, not Netflix stuff. Oh my gosh, but I do have to um, say something really funny. So last night, while I was watching alone, because that's why I brought it up. 
it was like 11 o'clock and I've got two little kids and my eldest is a really like he just does his own thing and goes to sleep and he's really good and my youngest is annoying but he's still a really good sleeper so I can't complain anyway it was like 11 o'clock and I said to my husband I'm like I'm so done like if I don't stop now I'm gonna watch 500 episodes and I'm not gonna sleep so I, I am done and I turned it off and I started to switch all the lights off and check all the doors because I'm like a little bit crazy about people breaking in. And out comes my eldest son at 11 o'clock at night. He had not slept at all, which is super unusual for him. He'd been reading for three and a half hours because I've got like a really strict bedtime because for me, I'm like 7.30 is past. That's my time. You're done. You're a child. You go to school, 7.30 is your time to go to bed. I don't give a shit if you're tired or not. You go to sleep, you read your book and you fall asleep. Yeah. I'm like, I'm done. But I'm like, you wake up at six. You don't need to be, have free reign after dinner. Like you have a bedtime. That's your bedtime. This is my time. Yeah, I feel like 7.30 is lenient. I reckon reckon that's good. I was going to bed at like 6.36 when I was their age. Yeah. So I reckon like Zephyr goes to bed at seven. Caius goes to bed at 7.30. Kai sometimes reads till eight, depending off like if he's hyped from school or not. Anyway, he is never awake at fucking 11 o'clock. Never. He comes out in a Christmas hat <laughs> and riding gloves, like because he's really into BMXing. And I'm like, what are you doing here? No top, only is like, like cotton shorts for bed. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I've been reading Dogman. I've just been waiting for you to turn off that TV so I can come into your bed. I'm like, Oh my God. So he's been sitting there seven, eight, nine, ten, for four hours in his room listening, probably like listening to all the words of the show, reading his book. He's never done that before in his life. And I'm so fearful that he's going to do it again. Oh, yeah. Good luck like, tonight. Oh my God. Anyway, that brought me onto the topic of alone. My son coming out in a Christmas hat at fucking in February. <laughs> it killed me. Anyway. Let's um let's, let's start this so episode. From okay, Heidi. Okay, hi Heidi. Hey ladies, loving your podcast. Would you like to would like to ask a question, which I'd love to hear your perspective on. So my mother-in-law has decided to throw us a large engagement party as they live on a beautiful property. Amazing. However, I'm stuck on whether it is okay to invite people to the engagement party and not the wedding. Some people have been invited, which I probably would not have invited to our wedding day we have not finalized our guest list and do not want to run into obligated invites when our budget won't allow for it thoughts kiss kiss oh my gosh Heidi absolutely you can invite people to the engagement not the wedding I don't think you can (gasps) don't you oh hell yeah you can I don't reckon you can Uh, why not I've been in that situation before and I find it awkward it's like you just feel like, oh, I didn't make the cut to be good enough to go to the wedding. Like, but if you have a really me- small wedding and a really big engagement party. Maybe, but did Heidi say she was having a small wedding? No, but that's the thing. I feel like you totally She's having it on a beautiful big property. Oh, no, that's the engagement. engagement. Um, no. I reckon if you've got 200 no, people going to an engagement but 50 going to a wedding, that's totally fine. But if you've got 100 people going to an engagement, 120 going to an engagement maybe, and 100, but it's still like maybe a kick not. In the guts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I would be cuz I'd be like, "Well, I bought you an engagement present and the least you could do would be invite me to your wedding." <laughs> True. Like, come on. True. I'm not mm. obviously don't make the cut. Like that would like I'd be like so offended. 
I feel like Heidi's got the option to use the mother-in-law's property as the ability to say yeah, but are you we can have heaps. Explain that to everybody. Are you going to be like, well, if people question you, maybe. Would you question people if you? Would you question? Would you question the bride? No, if, I wouldn't. Mm, I'd keep it to myself. There you go. And bitch about it behind their back. <laughs> <laughs> Remind why me I wasn't invited by you. <laughs> I don't know. Why I we feel throw, why, Heidi? I reckon we throw this out to our audience yes. and do a poll. I think we should too. Actually, because we we'll are very save divided. It once we yeah. pop it up, we'll save it to our stories. So mm. if you don't catch it when it's up for twenty four hours, it'll be under the polls um, story. Yes. And obviously everyone has a different feeling. You and I are disagreeing right now. Yeah. So let's just throw it out and just see what the majority of people think. Okay. I think we're going to do a few of these because I like this. Like different scenarios like, yeah, would you invite more to your engagement than your wedding? Would you be cool if your best friend wore a white dress? Yeah. Yeah. Let's Done. do it. Okay, Heidi, I'm so sorry that we can't come to an agreement here, but we'll put it up. <laughs> And let the public decide. Okay. Uh, Question two. Do you hi? This is from Emily. Do you have any wedding ceremony readings, recommendations that aren't religious? Mm. Well, have you seen your experience? Well, do you know what? We or they don't do readings at all. Is not many of them do readings. I think readings is very much a um, uh, religious based inclusion in a ceremony you definitely do not have to do readings um if people ask to do something I think that it is um it is uh, something that they maybe reflects the couple rather than pulling from a scripture I I would think that maybe you could do perhaps like a book or a poem or a sonnet or lines from a song you know yeah. something meaningful to you and th- your partner yeah you know how Carrie in Sex and the City has that passage ever thine ever mine ever else okay so from you're her love die. story letters yeah Could you do cool. so I haven't seen Sex in the City oh at gosh. all oh, I know God. I know we might need to do a whole episode on this but yes okay so was that meaningful to her yeah and yeah. it was like it um, you know, she was sitting in bed with Big one night and she was reading this, you know, love poems. Yes. And there was one that said, love is ever thine, ever mine, ever ours from this day forward. Like, oh, see, that's beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could do a poem or it doesn't have to be long-winded. Yes. You know, usually yeah. those the religious ones are. And I think once again, having wedding ceremony readings need to be relevant to the couple getting married or their heritage or their family's tradition. It's something that you don't need to include in your ceremony if you don't want to. Um, And if you are including it, then yeah, something that's personable to the couple, um, something that resonates with them or their family. Like what quote I love time Mm. and time again. Mm. I've noticed a lot of people write this in like the neon signs for their wedding or on signage or whatever. Yeah. But I would literally just say to Sam, we wouldn't have like any religious because we're not religious. Yeah. And that's fine. Like everyone has a different, you know, what they want. Yeah. But I would say, and I'd choose you in a hundred lifetimes, in a hundred worlds, in any version of reality. I'd find you and I'd choose you. And that's from the chaos of the stars. (gasps) Yep. And I just have always loved, like every time I read that quote, I'm like, it gives me, you know, shivers. I'm like, oh, I just love it. I feel like you can pull so many 
quotes from or um, sayings from movies and songs and history and poetry. I think we're right yeah. on the money there. And also you could invite guest readers. So, you know, without religious context in your ceremony, you know, you could have more flexibility when it comes to readers. So, yeah, that's it. Um, you know, especially if they practice a religion other than your own, you know, you could invite friends or family members who have played an important role in your relationship, you yeah. know, to share words or get creative. Yeah. Um, I think that's, yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And become, yeah, and be a bit more creative. Or, you know, you could focus on your love story. Mm. You as a couple. Yeah. You know, tell that. Yeah. You know, what's yeah. more personal than telling the story of how you exactly, met. Exactly, of how you met. And Absolutely. And if the person and, you know, who's you doing work the reading. you're efficient for that. Of course they you They would help you with how, you know. How you say it. Because yeah. it's almost like a continuation of the story that they would be telling. Yes. And so, you know, if you asked, say, your sister to get up and read something, it would be a reflection on how she views your relationship. With I think it's, it's really special. I think that would be yeah, really special. It. Yeah. It's, it's time I feel like that we're moving towards that. Yes. Not thinking about these non-traditional things. You, mm. know, I, yeah. you know, 10 years ago, everyone would have done some sort of religious. Oh, totally. Um, reading. Reading yeah. where, you know, you have just so much more mm. flexibility now. Yeah. We were one of the first weddings in our group that didn't have religious readings in oh, our wow. ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was uncommon And again, back then. it was not common. Yeah. Even for the people that got married before us, like of our friendship group that were not religious, We'd still they do all a reading. picked readings. We're, you and just you're think like, that you've got to do these things yeah. when you don't need to. You do not need to at all. Okay. Make the shots. Yes. Um, you're not locked into anything. You don't have to cut the cake if you no. don't want to cut the cake. No way. Um, okay, so Courtney. Fora? Fora? Hi, guys. I have a question for the podcast regarding catering. If you're supplying your own alcohol... And storing in a cool room for a private property wedding. Yeah. How much should you purchase of everything? <laughs> or what's a good way to work out how much to get? Say beer, wine, champagne. This is funny because I've been at a wedding on a private property before and we they ran out of champagne in an <gasps> hour. And it was like a 30-degree day. So I reckon everybody oh, was just no. – And we were in um, like a really remote country <sighs> town really yep. remote and so the dad or father-in-law or someone had to get in a car and obviously all the mm. wine everything was shut for some reason I, I, was oh in public I don't know what it was I had to go to the hotel and like buy whatever leftover champagne the hotel had okay. tell us okay Laura <laughs> oh my god how do you work this out do you not run over booze um okay so do you know what okay there's a few factors here Firstly, it depends on whether or not you're getting married in summer or winter. Keep in mind that if it's hot, people are tending to drink more. If it's cold, people are tending to eat more, drink less. Is that less. true? 100%. Yeah, like You actually know that as a notable thing. Notable thing. People wow. drink more in summer. They're thirsty. They're hot. Absolutely. So take, which is really hard, um... Although you're supplying your own, so you can probably buy it from Dan Murphy's like two days before. But take note of the time of year that you're getting married. Take note of your crowd. How old are they? How big a partiers are they? And what do they lean towards? Do not buy the same amount of red wine as you are going to white wine if it's summer and 90% of your guest list is female who drink white or champagne, not red. Okay, so there's lots of just really little things that you can take into consideration. The best 
way that you can get an idea is to actually talk to your catering company. We work with Pot and Pan quite a bit, um, Blake's Feast. They will all be able to tell you, do you know what? For this amount of guests, we generally purchase XYZ for your per head cost based on these reasons. I cannot tell you exactly what is a good amount because it depends on how many guests there are, what time of year it is, what kind of drinkers they are. You might have 150 people, but they are, you know, 80% of your guest list is above 50. They're not going to be chugging down the espressos. So what you purchase is going to be really dependent on those three big factors. Um, you've also a, a good, um, Dan Murphy's, you can purchase alcohol and, um, return it, which to me is ludicrous because I would never return alcohol. <laughs> you would just save it for later. However, if you do over purchase considerably, if it's unopened, the labels are intact, still in their boxes, you can actually return to Dan Murphy's. It is always better to think about how much you're going to need and double it. There was a wedding for 20 people on the weekend. Just well, the weekend just gone on the sixth. What are we now? Yeah, literally on the a week a week ago, um, on the Saturday, the catering company turned up and were literally in hysterics because they're like, there is no way they're going to get through, you know, um, eighteen bottles of white, eighteen bottles of red, three slabs of beer, um, eighteen bottles of champagne. There's just no way my staff member had to go down the street at five o'clock to buy additional drink because there was no way that it was going to last them. So you've got to be really conscious of what kind of drinkers they are. And I'm telling you, this crowd of 20 got through six bottles of gin, all the wine, all the champagne, all the beer and a few bottles of scotch. It was a predominantly young crowd though. So you've just got to be really conscious of the age of your crowd, what kind of year it is, how many, like what what time in the year, how many people you've got on your guest list, what kind of drinkers they are. Um, there's no hard and fast rule for how much you should actually purchase, but a good way to keep wastage down is to not offer multiple varieties well, multiple options of the one variety. So if you're going to have a champagne, offer champagne. Don't offer Prosecco. Don't offer sparkling. Just offer one. If you're going to have a white, don't offer multiple varieties. Just offer one. If you're going to have a red, same kind of deal. Beer's a and bit people different. Will drink it. People will drink it. Beer's They're not going to say no. No, <laughs> you're paying for them unless it's absolutely horrific. But then they'll choose something else. Yeah. You know, beer's different. You know, I always suggest have a heavy and a light. Or a heavy okay. and a mid. Yeah, because um, men, men can, like you know, a, if they're driving or yeah, and older, like a lot of would older they get men through the lighter beer. Would you say no? Or would you you would half. You would one third the light beer third. to the heavy. One hundred percent. But um, yeah, minimize and and even with beer, like if you've got one heavy and one light, don't offer three heavies. Don't offer three different varieties. Pick your favorite and offer just one because. The more options you offer, the more wastage it creates. Yeah. And so you might think that – and there's always one that one that people will pick over the other. So if you have a Peroni and a Heineken and a 
Cooper's. Cooper's being a bit heavier is probably going to be the least drink. What do you the think is the one, most you know? popular beer? You would or say that always goes. The BYO. It's always, always one goes. of those like summer ales. So if you sort of think of Corona, like a Corona, a Sol, yeah, right. a light, really? like a pale ale. Yeah, because yeah. it's easy to drink. And if you're drinking it on a session, like if you're drinking it for six hours, no one's drinking a stout. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I would always say go those light summery beers in bulk. Um, always what have a mid option. Females, if it's hot, do you find the red wine doesn't go as much? No, or it does? never. No, never. So, but red wine in winter goes a little bit more, but still, people. I would. I not many weddings that we attend or that we plan. People drink where like a red wine as a sessional drink. You know what we could like a few Maybe at the end. Put up but a post of. The yeah. different types of alcohol and maybe a percentage out of a hundred percent. Yeah, of how much you should yeah, dedicate like to each. Red wine, ten yeah. percent. Yeah, white wine, and we can pop that yeah, up on our socials. That. Yeah, we can definitely do that, and it would just like literally be an idea. So don't take it for gospel because it does depend it on depends on your guest list. So if you you know you're having a small wedding, like perhaps I am. Yeah, doing it would be a different story. Yeah, because but how many of might your be an family drinks red? Yes. Yeah. You know, or how many is really going to drink light? If no one's going to drink light beer, don't have that. Um, But I I would find that useful myself in planning my wedding of what I should order. Well, that's it. And I think that there are so many options out there. And like even we were talking offline about your wedding and your venue offered – Oh, well, you can either do consumption or you can do a per head cost. So this kind of goes back to that too. You know, what's more cost effective? What's better for your situation? What do they offer? So let's put something maybe, in our socials to give you guys a, whole, a little bit of an um, idea. episode on this. On alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, because we have done catering and we've done something really similar. Yeah. So maybe episode, we do I feel like. So if you've got a question about um, alcohol, shoot Send it through. It through. Yeah, love absolutely. to hear. We can do it. We do love alcohol, so um, <laughs> we're currently drinking prosecco ourselves. <laughs> Put it through. All right, that's All right. it. Done. That so, is it. Thank you. You know, if you have any questions or would like our advice, simply record your message and slide on into our D- DMs on Instagram, or leave us an email with your message attached to hello at the youandmepodcast dot com. Thanks for listening. Love you all. Make sure you give us a review, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.